Welcome to the Winback Marketing Podcast. There's gold buried in your lost customers. And in this podcast, you'll learn how sales and marketing leaders mine that gold using Winback Marketing. This week, my guest is Deb Curtis, the founder of Curtis Small Business Finance Solutions. Deb will be sharing Winback stories that highlight the critical importance of taking complete ownership of problems, even if they were created by others. It's a powerful mindset that helps win back clients and create new business opportunities. Welcome to the show, Deb. Great to have you here. Nice to be here, Dan. Thanks for inviting me. So before we get to to win back, can you tell me a little bit about yourself and your business? Yes. My business, which is my why, my passion, stems from probably my the last couple of decades of my career of always in some kind of position helping small business owners, whether at the retail bank or a business banker or a commercial portfolio manager, helping small business owners or a SAG officer, special asset group, trying to help the small businesses that had a major life impact that negatively impacted them, a, a life event where I had to help them turn things around or find another way to get financed elsewhere. I've just been in this world of small business advisory, I guess you could say, as a banker and a lender. And then I moved into the SDA program, which is with the U.S. government, a back loan. So my business today is helping with the retention and the growth of small business owners, their small businesses in the communities that we serve by change of business ownership finance transactions of established money-making businesses. That's the ticket, established money-making businesses. And in the U.S. market and in the Canada market, I know this from some of my friends on LinkedIn that are from Canada, 80% of the small businesses on the market today listed for sale will not sell because they are not in a status with sufficient reportable cash flow to afford the sale price that they want for the eligible buyer and or they don't have key employees or tenured employees working for the business operating it as is while that business owner can step back. Sometimes business owners have this mentality, Dan, that I want to do everything, right? They just, uh, they started that way. And God bless all of the startup small business owners. They had to start up solopreneurship on their own, working 24-7, doing it all. But through the years, as you grow, eventually you got to hire help. And eventually you got to start to teach and mentor and inspire and let your people run the business. So what do I do? I help those business owners that want to sell those good businesses and retire and maybe move on to another business or retire, spend time with family. And then I help eligible buyers that maybe want to exit corporate America or they want to just keep their corporate job, or they want to buy a second business and then oversee that business. I finance it. That's where I am today. And I love it. It's, uh, it's been a wonderful experience to be able to 
see both sides of the coin on the seller perspective and the buyer's perspective. And then there's also the business brokers that list the businesses and refer the buyers to me. So could you share one of your favorite stories about winning back a lost customer? Yeah, that would go back to my retail banking days when I saw a lot of small business owners coming into the branch with their deposits. They get their cash or their checks and they would come on in and work with our teller team and our personal banker team. And I always managed my team of people and grew up with this mentality. And I, this stems back from when I was a child. My dad always taught me, you have to take ownership of a complaint, even if it's not stemmed by you. I'm like, ugh, that don't feel real good, Poppy. Who wants to do that? You would rather go crawl in a hole. But no, he always told me, even if it's not your mistake, take ownership and try to find a solution. So we received, we would receive complaints at random in the branch from business owners that typical, nobody's calling me back. I bet you we could ask your listeners how many of you have ever called somewhere and they said they would get back to you and then it just took days. Yeah. Even an email, they don't even get back to you. That can result in some complaints. So the story I want to share with is people, a, a business owner, several of them would complain about certain transactions or I don't understand this or I got a service fee. And of course, they're going to be very irate. So I would coach the bankers just first and foremost, you have to just tell them, I got this for you. Let me look into it. And uh, even if it's not your mistake, I guess you could say, or the, if it was someone else's, just take the ownership and fix it. And every time that we would do that, how can a customer complain when someone takes ownership for someone else's mistake? They're going to, they're going, you're going to soothe them and calm them down. Their blood pressure is going to come down because they're thinking, oh my gosh, Dan's helping me. He's not even the one that made the mistake. And guess what? When they need something, when they need a service or a loan from the bank, guess who they're going to call? They're going to call Dan. It's, and so I would coach it and teach it. And when we saw it in action, we would have our team meetings every week and we would all celebrate those successes. We would call it fusing, putting all the fire of a complaint and turning it into business. And I don't think we do enough today to praise people that take ownership and just fix whatever the issue is. Because once we do, we just have happy customers and they come back. What is um, not going to work is saying, you know what, that's Dan's the one that works with you. He's off today, but I'll leave a message or you can go into his voicemail and he'll call you when he gets back. Just that doesn't work. So. That's interesting. Now, did you find that when you took ownership of this problem, did you find that they would actually turn around and become more loyal customers? Does that resonate? Oh yeah, it absolutely does resonate. So when I used to work for a large bank in SBA lending, I would receive a lot of calls from borrowers that were waiting for an answer from another peer of mine on my team. And I would just take ownership of, of helping them out. Uh, and, and we use our cell phones and it, it was our personal cell. I'm telling you, people hang on to the numbers of the people that help them 
uh, through those complaints because they want to work with you again. I receive phone calls to this day on my personal self cell from customers from three, four employers ago that just say, hey, you helped me with this. And they come back. And then they ask me more questions because if you keep having this helping mentality, they know you're going to direct them to where they got to go again. Even if I can't help them, I may refer them to someone else that I know that can. That extra step, complaints and just helping, just is really is the recipe for success or for anybody in any industry. I would encourage it with any customer service, you know, servers at restaurants, anywhere, even manufacturing, talking to your vendors, talk, talking to your customers, just constantly having a mindset that I'm going to take ownership. I'm going to take ownership of what it is that you need, or I'm going to take ownership of your complaint. And sometimes they just want to go to the top. I want to talk to the president. How many times did we get those calls? I'm going to handle this. And I had a boss once who's like, I don't want to get any phone calls. So I knew I had to make sure I diffused the situation and handled it because I didn't want phone calls going to him. I wanted to make sure our customer service scores were above average. And I think when you pawn it off on your boss or pawn it off on someone else, you're not going to win. You're not going to win. I think of NFL teams. If I have the ball and I, I'm a runner and I got to run it in the end zone, if I'm chicken or whatever, I'm, and I don't want to deal with what's coming at me, am I going to pawn that ball off to someone else to go run it in? I don't know. If, I don't think coach is going to like that. Yes. You're not going to win that way. Can you think of a particular story where you did pick up the phone, you did take ownership of a problem where you, where you could see the actual result? Yeah. I think when you and I were talking maybe a month ago or so, I brought this up. When I worked at a big bank in SBA lending, a borrower was trying to close his loan with another peer of mine. And he wasn't getting calls back and he was frustrated. I don't know if he was on vacation or what it was. So I said, you know what, I'm going to take ownership of this. And I had to contact the underwriter and the closer and help him. I didn't get any credit for that loan, but I made sure I helped this particular borrower who bought his first small business. Okay. And he was so happy. Of course, we communicated with my cell phone and he said, I'm going to remember you from here on out. And if I ever need help, I'm going to call you. And sure enough, a year and a half later, I, his name was in my phone. He called me and he says, you remember me? I'm like, oh yeah, I remember you. All right. You know, things weren't going very well. And I diffused the situation, got you to closing. Your regular fella just wasn't helping. He bought another business. Him and his partner bought a second business through me, came back another year later, bought a third business, and another year after that, a fourth business. And I was at different loan shops two times through that process but he still followed me on my cell phone. All because I handled that first loan that I didn't get any credit for, but you know what I got in return? Three more business loans, business acquisition loans, financed them. And he's an advocate for me, for other folks that think, gosh, you're doing so well with acquiring small businesses. How did you do that? You need to call Deb. That's what he says. You need to call Deb Curtis and he hears her phone and he'll refer people to me. I'll tell you another story too. Is that okay? 100%. Okay. Here's another story. This was, I got beat up, not physically, but verbally. And I know it's the fella 
the business advisor was on this call, he would tell you all how hard he beat me up. I went to a networking event downtown Milwaukee, and it was a bunch of professionals that support small businesses, SCA lenders, and all that good stuff. And we all had our name tags on. And of course, mine says Deb Curtis and who I was working for. I'm not going to mention any names. But he saw the bank that I was working for. And here's Deb, Miss Nice Girl, trying to mingle and meet people. And he's, I see you work for so and I am so set up with your bank. And he laid into me about a situation of a loan, another loan, and a different lender that wasn't taking charge to expedite the process. He's, I'll never work for your, or I'll never refer another buyer to your bank. I'll never refer another business owner to your bank. And he said, I'm very connected in this community and I'm very connected in other communities within the market. And he is, I will tell everybody, never work with you guys again. And I just sat there thinking, oh, she says, not good. Tell me more. He told me the situation, what all happened. And I says, I'm going to take ownership. Remember I said, my puppy taught me to do that. Even though it was an ugly conversation, I was very, I felt two inches tall at this networking group because people were listening to him. He was pretty loud and boisterous and other lenders were there smirking. Boy, she's getting beat down. And I'm like, I'm going to take ownership on this. So I brought it back to the office the next day, talked to my supervisor. We got a hold of the underwriters, the credit manager, fixed what the issue was, and also took care of this fella by giving him four tickets to go see a Green Bay Packer game. We apologized with what happened. We're going to handle this. Do you know, Dan, to this day, that was probably six, seven years ago that happened. To this day, he, this advisor that beat me down, he's still a friend of mine. He's on LinkedIn. He talks highly about how he will never forget how I took ownership. And because of that, he will always trust me and refer business when there's business to be referred. And he knows I'll get the job done. I'm not trying to, I am by no means trying to brag because it is not easy to take ownership when some of this can be real ugly. It is, but if you have a personality that just keeps telling them, listen, you can sit here and argue with me all you want. I'm not the problem, but I'm going to fix the problem. And that will diffuse them. Like I said, their blood pressure will come down. And sometimes you got to remind them. And he was one and I'm like, okay, can I talk now? Can I talk now? So we've been, and like you were saying earlier, Dan, we now built trust. And isn't that true? Have you ever had a friend or maybe even a spouse? Sometimes you just, you get into a little disagreement or a big one, but it really does bring a partnership closer or a customer closer, right? So I think it's healthy. I think you have to look at winning back customers that you lost as healthy for not only you as a person for growing professionally and personally, but for your business or for the company that you work for, it's reputation. Look at Google today and all of the reviews that are just nothing but complaints. Who wants that? Who's going to earn new business if everyone's complaining on Google? You know, we need to see Google comments about how things went wrong and then so-and-so, Dan, made it right. 
That's what you want to see. Yeah. You, you made a lot of fantastic points. You talked about, I'm not the problem, but I can fix the problem. That's a, what a fantastic mindset to have. It's like basically saying that I really care here and people want people who care. They want people who understand them. So what you did is you understood them, even though it wasn't your fault, you cared for them. And clearly you play the long game. And that's why you've got people phoning you back three, four deals later. Yeah, that's right. I'm more amazed that he still remembers that day as much as I do. Cause he, and I always joke with him. I'm like, listen, I and we'll see each other at networking events. I'm like, uh-huh. He just kind of ripped my bleep. I'll just bleep that out my butt. He ripped my butt in front of everybody and he'll laugh. And he goes, yeah, but you know what? You took it and you ran with it. And that's what mattered most. Yeah. I came home that night just frazzled and I'm like, almost in tears to my husband. I'm like, this is the bank I work for. This is my reputation. And Milwaukee's a small community. I'm like, we can't have that. And he's like, well, I know you'll fix it. That's what he said. I know you'll fix it. And uh, I did. Um, you just have to have that mentality, Dan. You nailed it. I liked hearing what you said. Adversity strengthens relationships. And it does. It really does. Yeah. It's a great line. It just speaks to it says so much. These great lines, they speak so much. And that line actually came from Megan Bowen. That's okay. her line, not my line. And uh -huh. however, I'm going to be quoting you, I'm sure, saying, I'm not the problem, but I can fix the problem. That is so quotable. That's fantastic. I love that. I think I'm going to write that now down myself and remember that one. But uh, it's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I use that a lot. I'm not the problem, but I'm going to fix it. I'll yeah. fix it. And, That's yeah. fantastic. Before we wrap this up, are there any final thoughts you'd like to leave us with? I would like to leave the thought for everyone to just be empathetic when somebody is calling and they're confused or they're complaining. Sometimes it's just communication. Even I myself find if I don't communicate properly and follow up and pause when I'm talking to say, hey, Dan, did that make sense? Can I re-clarify something? We know what we're doing in our industry and we know what to speak and teach, but who is listening is a lot to learn. So pause, slow down, be empathetic, and by all means, take ownership uh, always. Uh, as my poppy taught me, even if it's not your problem, take ownership and solve it and you'll win back. You just will continually win back. Yeah. You do more than take ownership. You take extreme ownership. And I think that's what, that's what playing the super long game is all about. So if anyone would like to reach out, contact you, where would they go? Yes. On LinkedIn, my profile is Deb does SDA or just Deb Curtis. You'll find me with my red headband on. There's a story behind my red headband. I've always worn headbands all the time, but Rosie the Riveter is from World War II. When everyone, when all the spouses were at war, there was a women's movement to allow the women to work in the factories and help support the families while the men were at war. And you've probably seen the We Are Strong. Yeah, I thought yeah. Not, not that I'm copying her, but I've often been quoted. Is that Rosie the Riveter? It's <laughs> me, but I know what you're talking about. We are strong. That's right. For sure. We can do it. That's the words. We can do it. So win them back. We can do it. Right, Dan? <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, Deb, thanks so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Have a good one. Thank you.